institutional demand for real estate is on the rise. Last year, nearly a third of investors increased their target exposure to the asset class by an average of 330 basis points. That's according to a survey by the capital advisory Hodas Weil & Associates. Overall, the weighted average allocation to real estate ticked up for the eighth year in a row. Investors are using the asset class to diversify their portfolios, hedge against inflation, and replace lackluster fixed income investments. Furthermore, a deluge of government-issued liquidity means institutions have more money overall that they need to put to work. In light of all these factors, several asset managers have added real estate platforms during the past two years. The most common entry point has been on the merger and acquisition front, with well-capitalized groups taking advantage of market disruption to secure deals. Pantheon Group took a different approach. Rather than bring on a ready-made platform through M&A, the London-based secondary specialist opted to lift a team out from one of its competitors and build something of its own. I'm Kyle Campbell, senior reporter with PERE, and in this edition of Spotlight, we're going to look at why Pantheon went that route and how it did so in the middle of a pandemic. Real estate is clearly a mature asset class. We didn't want to come out with just another vanilla real estate offering. We, we wanted to have something that was very differentiated. That's Catherine Leaf, Pantheon's head of real assets. She was charged with finding the individuals that would become Pantheon's real estate arm. Her search ended last summer when the firm hired Roman Braslavsky and David Elliott from San Francisco-based GI Partners. Technically, that process began in 2020, but in actuality, it had been in the works for much longer. We've been looking at it for a long time, going back to 2012, and have dabbled around different opportunities, but we never quite found the right team and strategy until recently. Before settling on a lift out, Pantheon took a hard look at the acquisition market, but ultimately could not find the right fit. Obviously, there's been a ton of activity in the space and what I would call musical chairs, <laughs> both in terms of teams moving around and a lot of M&A activity. Not surprisingly, we're an active participant in that M&A dialogue and certainly had an opportunity to look at all the key groups that have been in play. That said, I think it was a pretty easy decision for us to go down the organic kind of team lift out path. We have a really strong bias to do things organically when we can. We've got a really tight culture and want to keep it that way, a very unique culture. I think most importantly, a culture that's very client first, and that's kind of hard to buy. <laughs> it's kind of easier to find in individuals and wrap around that. So that, that was, I think, a key decision factor. Leaf ran a similar process in 2008 to set up Pantheon's infrastructure platform, which now has more than $16 billion of assets under management. Building a brand new platform takes longer to get up to speed than acquiring a fully formed business, she says. But it avoids the cultural disconnects that often sink newly merged firms. Personal dynamics aside, the other key element to the search was finding individuals who could invest the way Pantheon had envisioned in general partner-led secondaries, a part of the market that has seen an uptick in activity, but few pure play participants. Taking that kind of GP-led playbook of recapping assets with some dry powder, but applying it to a segment of the market that we felt was really underserved from a capital perspective. We'll see whether other traditional real estate secondary players move into that space, but we, we really wanted to kind of plant a flag in a slightly different nichier segment of the market. So Pantheon had a target in mind and a chosen path to get there. Next, it had to execute. 
we knew who all the key players were. We knew who the top performers were. <laughs> and so we kind of had a, a hit list, quite frankly, of who we wanted to go after. And we worked with a recruiter to put in those calls, but we kind of had a list of who we thought were kind of the most compelling candidates. Absolutely critical to us was finding a team that had really strong investment capability to execute the strategy. Of course, the search was shaped by COVID-19. Like so many things, the courting process had to be transferred into a digital forum. But that shift actually worked to Pantheon's advantage. It's easy to think that COVID was a negative, but it was kind of a silver lining for us in this process because in a way, everyone's got time and it's easy to do interviews from home. <laughs> like it's one thing when you're busy and everyone's in the office. I think there's probably a little less activity, but I, I actually think COVID has in some ways ramped recruitment activity because it, it is just so easy to jump on the phone with a competitor or a potential firm from the security of your own home. So I think COVID for us probably helped expand the pool of candidates. With a track record of investing roughly $10 billion into real estate secondaries while at GI Partners, Braslavsky and Elliott emerged as ideal candidates for the job, we've said. The ease of communication with which they were hired also proved helpful in laying the groundwork for the platform before their arrival. There was a lot of dialogue and we spent a lot of time talking about the business plan and kind of what we were trying to achieve and making sure there was a, a shared vision, which I think really de-risks the onboarding process. Pantheon's entry into real estate came down to the right mix of specificity and flexibility. On one hand, it knew what type of platform it wanted and the type of people it wanted to run it. On the other, it was able to adapt its process for the COVID era and was willing to pull the plug on the initiative if it didn't find the exact right fit. We really benefited from knowing what we wanted. <laughs> so it wasn't opportunistic. It was super strategic and deliberate. And I think if we hadn't found the right team and the right strategy, we would have put our pencils down again and maybe waited a couple number of years. So the bar was really high. We think we got it right. In a way, it was helpful because we predefined what we were looking for. And when we found it, there was obviously conviction and support at the corporate level to get it done. That again was Catherine Leaf of Pantheon. If you want to hear more episodes of Spotlight, you can check us out on PEI Media's various titles online or wherever you listen to podcasts. For PERE, I'm Kyle Campbell. Thanks for listening.